today on the Italian radio show. Everything you want to know about the mob and wish you forgot. We demolished the mafia with their own absurd antics. No offense intended. But these guys, they don't represent real Italians. Know what I mean? Coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show. This is your host, Tony Lestella. Uh, my co-host, Marcia Caputo, is, uh, you know, she just got back from Italy, so she's spending some time with her family, so she's uh, taking the day off today. But I got for a co-host here, none other than the only guy in the history of the world that was ever kicked out of the mob because what he did was so embarrassing to the mob, they didn't want to whack him because they didn't want the bad publicity. So they, you know, how you make a guy a made guy, they unmade him and they kicked him out, kind of like in the old movie Branded. The one and only my Goomba, John Abate. Hey, John, yeah, Tony, let me tell Tony, I have to tell you, I keep sticking, looking over my shoulder to find out I'm still an embarrassment because if I'm not, then we may have problems. All right. Well, yeah, I don't know, you know, but I got to tell you, you are listening to us folks here on West uh, well, West Coast Italian Radio, which is part of the uh, 1150 AM KKNW Network Hubbard Radio here in the greater Puget Sound area. We got Eric on the board there doing a great job for us, as always. And uh, if you can't pick up our signal here, if you're if you're outside of our uh, broadcast area, you can hear us live 24-7. Um, by going to our website, WCIR.biz, remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR.biz, click on the little icon at the top of the page. You can stream today's show live, or you can uh, listen to any of our shows for the past six years in archives there. And this show today will go up in the archives tonight, right after we're done with the broadcast. So you can share it with all your friends all your neighbors, and so on. You know, John, I think it's time for us to get right into it today. I think we got to get into our Italian news. But first of all, I want to say a little bit about today's program. Every year, every year we do a show dedicated to the mob, dedicated to the mafia right now. Let me be really clear on this. Let me be very clear on this, that we are in no way, um, you know, exonerating, saying how great the mafia is. Just the opposite. The mob does not represent Italians or Italian-Americans, all right? I agree. I agree. 99% of all the Italians and Italian-Americans in this country are good, honest people. They've done wonderful things. Our history is filled with people who have contributed to this country, who have contributed around the world, okay, and are really, uh, you know, wonderful people, done great, great things. Uh, we have a rich history of that, okay? The mob, the mafia, represents a very, very small amount of these people. And unfortunately, that gets glorified. It gets glorified, you know, in all the pop culture. It gets glorified in all the media, uh, the, all the movies and this and that, you know. That is not Italian-Americans. So our program today is kind of make fun of it all. We're going to make fun of it. It's not any way meant to be disrespectful to the mob because we don't want to be on anybody's hit list. You know, we're kind of like uh, with Sinatra and the Rat Pack. We figure everybody has to laugh at it a little bit, you know. So, you know, we're just having some fun laughing at things. And all the stuff we're going to tell you is true, true stories and stuff that we, we've gotten off of different sources, uh, off of the Internet and off of news. But I just wanted to start by saying that, okay, 
Um, so not to, we don't want to offend any Italian Americans. This is not a stereotype. This is this very small criminal element. You know, unfortunately, in all societies, you got a small criminal element, and oftentimes they, you know, they get to be very, very sensationalized, right? So in our culture, that's how it is, you know? I have to agree with you 100%. I also should be known, our audience should understand, that my Sicilian heritage also is also a part of that, too. And uh, we Sicilians feel that uh, we make a contribution along with our Italian counterparts, no problem. All right, so let's talk about this uh, story with our news, uh, you know, our, our Italian news stories. These are all true news stories because when you talk about Italian news, quite often the facts are stranger than the fiction, right? And we're going to have a little bit of fun with this today, kind of making fun uh, of uh, the whole thing, the whole topic, okay? Um, all right, so, you know, we have this terrible coronavirus, this COVID-19 going on all over the world. And, of course, the mob would have to find a way, you know, to get get involved, find some angle that they can make some dough off of this, okay? Absolutely. This Absolutely. article comes to us from The Guardian. Uh, it comes to us from um, The Guardian. This is a, about, about two months old. It was, came out in November 2020. It talks about how the mafia now in Italy has a, uh, has a, a coffin extortion business going on. All right. My God, are you kidding me? So Italy, as we all know, has had terrible, terrible problems with COVID-19. They've had like some of the highest mortality rates in the world. And, uh, you know, and, and of course, the mob finds a way to take advantage of this. What they're doing is they're extorting $50 a coffin from every funeral home. OK, so somebody dies in Italy. I mean, not just the COVID from from, from anything. OK, Um and these are raids are going on uh, uh, around uh, Puglia, uh, the city of Foggia. Um, the, you know, the, there's a part of the new, the newer mafia. They're called the Fifth Mafia. Okay, uh, this is, I guess, made up of uh, younger mafia guys. And uh, what they do is they go around to all these uh, funeral homes and they basically are extorting fifty. It's fifty pounds, so it's like probably more like uh, or fifty euros. Probably more like about 60 bucks, which I know doesn't sound like a lot. But if you figure, you know, with all the people dying of COVID, I don't know what the numbers are in Italy, but I mean, I'm sure they're, you know, they're very, very high. I mean, it's like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And of course, as we all know, if, uh, if business is slow, the mafia will make sure they keep getting enough uh, dead bodies that they, you know, that they continue to need coffins so they can extort this from all the undertakers there, right? Um, so, you know, this is kind of, you know, it just it, more of the time. I mean, it sounds a little bit funny, I think, when you talk about it. But, you know, at, at the one hand, it's, it, it's, it just is, uh, shows yeah. you that there's always an opportunity they look at. Yeah, Tony, I want, to bring up, I want to ask you a question. Have you heard any rumors? I heard that some character in Providence there has come up with a deal with the Sicilian mob where they can go out and uh, raise. The more, the more coffers they bring in, they get some kind of a bonus on that. Is, is there any truth to that? I don't know. Probably it's something that tied in with the same thing I'm thinking of. But, you know, it's hard to say, you know. Uh, but let's move on here to our second story. Our second story is the Italian mafia now is on TikTok. TikTok. Okay, so we all know you got all these social media platforms. You got Facebook, you got Instagram, you got, you know, Twitter. But TikTok is like the new one. I can't tell you a lot about it. I know my kids use it. I think that's where you put um, 
some a video, short videos up. They're up like for 24 hours or something like that, if, I, if I'm recalling it right, okay? But here's the, 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 the thing about this, okay? So what they're doing is, of course, over the years, the, the mafia has, has done two things that are a little bit ridiculous. Number one is they keep trying to rebrand themselves. So in every, you know, every decade that comes out, when you think you got rid of them, they come back with a new brand. You know, like first it was John Gotti, Dapper, you know, remember the, the, the Dapper Don with all of his suits and ties and everything. You know, so now what it is, now they're on TikTok and they're trying to use this like platform to attract you know, new members to show this glorious, this, uh, you know, uh, side of the mob where you're almost like a movie star, this and that. Of course, they're not showing you all the violence, all the, you know, criminal activities yeah. and the stuff they do bad, you know, they, but they're trying to use this. But here's the funny part about this, okay? I guess funny or ironic, the ironic part. That, you know, a lot of times when they, they go on TikTok and they talk about stuff that they did or they talk about stuff they're going to do, and these guys haven't a clue that, you know, the feds, the, the police, they can also go on TikTok and they catch a lot of these guys. They catch a lot of them because they're, they're either broadcasting some crime they already committed or something they're going to do. So, I mean, you know, this kind of goes back to, I don't know if you've ever watched episodes of Cops on TV, but you ever mm-hmm. notice how uh, cop, the criminals there are, 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 are extraordinarily yeah, dumb. They're very, very dumb, you know? Yeah. Um, the one guy, you remember the movie The Godfather was in part based on several people, but the one guy that it was uh, particularly based on was uh, Sam Giancano, the, the gangster yeah. there that was uh, uh, popular around the time yeah. of Frank Sinatra. You know, there's yes. always that controversy with Frank Sinatra. Was he really involved with the, these guys or not? Yeah. But anyway, he was the guy who was said to have backed Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. And uh, what Sam would tell all of this guy, he was the only gangster, by the way, in the mafia here in, in this country that was never caught. I mean, the only a godfather, you know, big time godfather that they never caught. Why didn't they catch him? Because the one rule of thumb he had with all of his couples, with all of his lieutenants, everybody, in the, in, you know, under him was you had to keep a low profile, low profile, no fancy suits. No fancy cars, no mansions. These guys all lived in little houses in the suburbs. They drove Chevys and Fords. And because of that, you know, I mean, they couldn't get these guys because they kept such a low profile. I mean, the way they got John Gotti, the way they're getting all these guys is they're trying to sensationalize it, trying to be like the movie stars or something. Unbelievable. But, Tony, Tony, there was something else involved. It's called Unamarata, one code of silence. That's also a big factor as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, there you go. Those are Italian news stories for the day, folks. Now, we're going to be right back with some more very interesting. we got a really special food segment coming up, so you're not going to want to miss this one. Don't go away. We're going to be right back after a quick word from our sponsors right here with West Coast Italian Radio. A salute. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what 
my friend Frank Acerno said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Acerno Sausage. Visit Acerno.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. And we are back with more of the Italian radio show brought to you by West Coast Italian Radio. Now, of course, this is my favorite segment all week because, you know, if you're Italian, you love to eat, you love to drink. Um, and so this is our food and beverage segment brought to you by our great sponsor, Tito's Handmade Vodka out of Austin, Texas. Tito's is an absolute fantastic vodka, has a very unique flavor, and, you know, it's great for any uh, social gathering or party you got. Um, next time you're going to get together with some friends or maybe you're going to watch a nice football game, you, you want to have a great drink, make sure you make it with Tito's. I might also add they do a lot of things for charities all across the country. Uh, then they've helped with Stella Foundation here in this state a lot with a lot of the work that we do with veterans and with the Italian community. Uh, salute to Tito's. All right, John. So, you know, I figured, uh, you know, here we are. We're talking about today. I got John Abati as my co-host, and this is Tony Lestella, your, your host here, of course, uh, for those of you who are just tuning in. The show today is kind of the annual show that we do where we talk all about the mafia. Okay, but you know, again, I want to be very clear: we're not glorifying the mafia in any way, Uh, and we're also very clear that this does not represent. It does not represent Italians or Italian Americans. Ninety-nine percent of all Italians, Italian Americans, are great people, good people. Historically, we've done many wonderful things and added to the cultures of this country and the world. Um, This, what we're talking about, is a very small segment. Of you know of of the Italian population that unfortunately gets very sensationalized by the media, by movies, by That's the press, uh, by pop culture. You know, That's exactly right. And so today, you know, what we're doing is we, with that in mind, we're kind of going to have we're, we're going to make we're making fun of it a little bit because we're telling you stuff that is all true stories, stuff we're getting out of the newspaper and social media that's so over the top, it's a little bit absurd. Uh, you know, kind of like the with the rap packs, you know, you have to, you got to laugh at things and make fun of things. Uh, not meant to be offensive towards anybody. Certainly, don't want to offend anybody in a mob because you know, well, we don't want to get any hits taken out on us. But you know, what can we tell you? We're gonna have a good time with the show and uh, as we go along here. So, yeah. John, getting to our food and beverage segment, I got a good one for us today. I, 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 this is off the internet. This comes to us from the. International Wine and Food Society, okay, uh-huh. and they ran an article about the Mafia Dons, the famous Mafia Dons, you know, of the last, uh, you know, 50, 100 years and what right. their favorite foods were, okay? Mm-hmm. So now we got five of these guys here um, that most people are going to recognize, all right? First one, of course, a very, very famous guy was Al Capone. Al oh, Capone, you know, was this iconic and ruthless gangster from the 1920s, 1930s, and he loved, he loved spaghetti, okay? Um, 
I mean, when he wasn't out whacking guys, he would, you go out and catch him in his, you know, in his kitchen, you know, with his apron and his chef stuff on, making a lot of spaghetti for his family, for his friends, and the, you know, just, uh, you know, basically loved the spaghetti, uh, and, um, Interestingly, his, uh, his recipe after his death was, his recipe was so good. The one good thing we can say about Al Capone, right? There's, because God knows he was ruthless, okay? He should have franchised it, Tony. Well, here's, listen listen to this. The one good thing. After his death, his sister, uh, whose name was, uh, Mafier, sold his recipe to Ragu. The Ragu. All right? Yeah, so a lot of the ragu stuff was based upon, you know, Al Capone. All right, let's move on here. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Another another famous gangster was Lucky Luciano, okay? Um, You know, Lucky Luciano, uh, he he was one of the guys, in fact, that was was back Mario Lanza out of Philadelphia, okay? Uh, He was, you know, kind of known as the old, one of the old school bosses, okay? Um, And, um, his favorite food, believe it or not, were kosher green pickles. Kosher green pickles, okay? Um, probably this was on account of, you know, his relationship with Meyer Lansky, you know, the, who, you know, cause it was the Jewish mafia, the Italian mafia, they got together on account of Meyer uh, Lansky and they did a lot of things together, uh, including, you know, of course, uh, you know, getting Las Vegas really up and rolling like that, right? Um, so moving on to Meyer Lansky, okay? Meyer Lansky, uh, of course, was the guy. Now, I, even though he's not Italian, he worked with all the Italians back then. Okay, he was kind of, kind of the brains behind a lot of this stuff. Okay, uh, he was the one who transformed Cuba into like the gambling and tourist mecca uh, of the day. Um, his favorite food was cheese blintzes. He liked cheese blintzes. Okay, um, he would like go to certain places. Uh, in New York City, there was a place back then known as Rat in There's, which was a, a kosher dairy restaurant, Lower East Side, and he would, you know, he would get their cheese blitzes every day. All right? It's a Jewish, uh, Jewish item. Yeah, exactly, Jewish. exactly. Okay, going on, there's Carlos Marcello. Carlos Marcello, who was the ruthless New Orleans mafia yeah, boss. Yes, he was, yes. Um, he was one of the guys who allegedly was supposed to have been involved with the assassination of President Kennedy, yes, uh, which has never been proven yes, or not proven. Yes. Again, similar to um, Al Capone, his favorite dish was spaghetti and meatballs. Now, I want to emphasize here, Al Capone likes spaghetti, which really is an Italian, Italian thing, because in Italy, they don't eat the meatballs with the spaghetti. They just have spaghetti, right? Right. But so, so Carlos Marcello you know, went for the Italian-American version of the dish, which was spaghetti and meatballs. Um, and he, uh, it was his favorite dish. He would eat it practically every night. Um, so let's go on down. One, what we have, we have time for one more. Here's, we, 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 we would be reluctant if we didn't re- include this guy. Okay. John Gotti. Okay. John Gotti, believe it or not. Okay. Now here's a guy who was, you know, uh, was dap, you know, the, the, the dapper Don, remember, he, he, he was almost like a, treated like a movie star, you know, there. We always was appearing in public on TV with those great suits and everything, you know. Yeah. Uh, he always had kind of a, a, a mouth that the, you know, he would say something that the press would pick up on, of course, okay. His favorite food was not Italian, believe it or not. 
What he loved to do is he loved to eat at the Cracker, cracker Barrel restaurant chain. He loved cracker. He loved to eat chicken, biscuits, chicken fried steak. That's what he loved. He, he, he got so tired of Italian food, he said, growing up as a kid, he wants something different. So there you are. There are your, your, uh, your five famous mafia dons and their favorite foods in our food segment for the week brought to you, of course, by Tito's Handmade Vodka. You know, Tony, I'm going to tell you something. You brought up a good point about the Cracker Barrel thing. If I was a New Yorker or anybody else, and I, I was the one that ever insulted the Gotti family, I would never go to a Cracker Barrel place, never. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You understand? You understand I understand, exactly. All right, John, so now I think it's time we should move on and have a little bit of fun with this next one. You know, I have our Artist of the Week. And I, even though I know we're past the holiday season, I found a, 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 a song for us that was so, it was so fitting for this show, since we're coming right out of Christmas right here at the first part of January, that I think we have to include it. It's called Santa Claus Joined the Mafia. Santa Claus Joined the Mafia, okay? Uh, a very funny parody song is from, uh, was done by, uh, Tim Hawkins, who is a, uh, American comic, Comedian, uh, he's done a number of different things. You've probably seen him on TV and the internet. Uh, he's appeared with, uh, you know, with as an opening act for uh, some uh, famous musicians like Carrie Underwood and so forth. And uh, so he came up with this very very funny song um, that we thought you know would kind of be appropriate for our show here today because we're making fun, of course, of the mafia, right? Um, especially since it's been so. Over uh, popularized in, uh, in movies, and God knows all the songs that have come out. That, you know, they actually been great songs or hit songs. Probably the best thing about those movies and stuff and the TV shows are the songs, right? Um, so here you go, Santa Claus Join the Mafia, a parody song by Tim Hawkins as our pick for artist of the week for today's show. Now this North Pole guy, I don't know. I don't trust him, I don't dance one much more, I just... Alright, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And there you go, folks, what more can we say? Our Artist of the Week, Santa Claus has joined the Mafia. Very appropriate for the day show, I might add. Alright, we're going to take a short break and listen to some of our great sponsors. Don't go away, because have we got a special guest coming up. You're not going to believe this one. Right after this break, we'll be right back with more West Coast Italian Radio. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance, fresh cut.
cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Isernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. All right, folks, and we're back with West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian Radio Show. Now it's time, of course, for our guest segment. And, you know, I thought we'd have, again, a little fun today because, of course, uh, we are making fun of the of the mafia. You know, we're having fun. Not in a mean way. We don't want to get on anybody's hit list, so to speak. Uh, so we hope everybody here has a sense of humor about it. We all have to be able to laugh at ourselves. Uh, this is what we would like to call Funny Mob Moments. Tommy Del Giorno has been in hiding for seven years. Tommy was a mafia capo in the Philadelphia crime family. It had big problems. Everybody was shooting each other. I didn't dream that, that I was getting in an organization that can't wait till you die, can't wait till you go to jail. Your enemies, I can understand your enemies waiting till you die, but your friends, you know. You gotta worry about your friends praying that you die, and your enemies are praying that you die. You ain't got nobody praying you live. Little Nicky Scarfo, five foot five, seized command. Scarfo saw himself as a combination of Al Capone and Jesse James, and he turned out to be the loosest cannon in mob history. One day he showed me a paper where this guy killed 35 people, serial killer. And he's fascinated with how this guy gets away with 35 murders. I've been with criminals all my life, or guys that committed crimes all my life. I've never, thousands of guys, never heard one of them ever bring up a conversation about a serial killer. This guy talks about serial killers like um, like you would talk about a guy that invented some kind of serum. Look at this, ain't this a good thing? A guy invented this, you can you won't catch cold no more. Not him, he invented Look how this guy gets away with these serial murders. To fill his riddled ranks, Scarfo swore in dozens of new young guys. IQ didn't count. Loyalty did. Tommy Dell could only watch as little Nicky built the gang that couldn't think straight. That's another joke. You read the paper. They run Philadelphia. They didn't know where the half of Philadelphia was. One day I said to the kid, go up to Northeast and see this guy at Armingo Avenue. He's a mob guy I'm talking to. Where's it at? Where's it at? You've been over here 30 years. You don't know where Armingo Avenue is? You go 95, you get off. I said, big sign, Armingo Avenue. You get off right there's a diner and that's it. You've never been to the Northeast in 30 years. You've never been to the Northeast. No, no. 
Okay, good. How can you run a city if you can't find it? Then we got another, for instance, the three guys, they whack a guy, they put him in the back of the car. That's right. They're driving over to war when the prince are going to dump him in Jersey. They pull into the exact change lane. Guy turns around. He says to Wayne, Wayne, you got change? So I ain't got no change. He said, well, how am I supposed to get through? I ain't got no change. So you go to this lane, you're supposed to know if you got change or not. Now I ain't got no change. I got a dead body in the trunk. Despite the fiascos, little Nicky saw himself as a superstar. He paraded around in platform shoes and studied the newspapers daily, looking for his name. He had a mansion and a yacht in Florida, and he was always calling Del Giorno and the gang down to remind himself that he was the big boss. You were on a boat, you got on the boat, you drove three hours to Turnberry Island, you ate a hamburger, you drove three hours back. It didn't matter whether the sun was shining, the rain was there, he wanted to sit on the boat like Captain uh, Noah or somebody. You're running a boat to be running a city, there's 20 guys on a boat riding around in Florida. Who's running what city? There's nobody home. The Scarfo gang was the most disorganized, organized crime family in the country. They didn't control trucking or garbage or construction like the New York Mafia. Scarfo was too busy trying to become a celebrity. This organization is supposed to be a secret. You don't walk into places with 50 guys. Nobody works. Everybody's got Rolex watches. Uh, everybody's got new cars. And nobody's got a job. Is that a secret? Ten times in dinner with Rolex watches. Nobody got a job. You're in Florida. You all live in Philly. You're not the mom? Well, who are you? Tommy Dell himself had to do some of the work. But as usual, there were glitches. So we're in the alley. It's a, a nice night out. There's, there's got to be 50 people out on the street. We bought masks, okay? We never tried them on, Nazi. First, I said, give me the mask. The mask can't get them over our heads. We bought kids' masks. That was the end of the mask. So we threw the mask down. Now we're in the alley. We got the guns. There's people all over. The guy's standing there. What are we going to do? We ain't got masks. We're from the neighborhood. I got a restaurant one block down the street. We got to do it. So we went out, bang, bang, bang. We whacked the guy. So it's okay to have a doo-wop. And I love music. I mean, I sang in high school. I mean, we had like a serious recording group. Four Directions. I used to call it the Four Directions. We recorded on Becca Records, we were in Billboard magazine, you know. I mean, we did 13 television shows and stuff. We weren't like a minor group. And we were really good. So, I mean, we opened for the Drifters, you know. I mean, we were up there. But we needed, like, this last push, you know, to really, like, get up there, you know. And my family, meaning the Gambino family, they, they had a guy, Larry Martiri, who... Uh, still around, who ran Roulette Records, which at the time, Roulette was like the hottest label around. So I went to my uncle and I said, look, you know, we need this little bit of push. You know, if you can get us transferred from Decca onto Roulette and we record, we record something on Roulette, that'll give us a lot more exposure, it'll give us a lot more push with the DJs when they see roulette, you know. And he said, no, can't do it. I said, what are you talking about you can't do it? I said, one phone call you could do it. And he said, no, no, he said, I don't want you in that business no more. He said, that business is all drunks and drug users and womenizers. I don't want you in that business. So, okay, great. It's okay to blow somebody up in a car, but it's not all right to sing. 
Tommy A. invited Joe to a Miami Beach hotel for a poolside sit-down. Agro said he wanted to make up. The FBI said it was too soon and too dangerous. But a vengeful Ionuzi insisted on going. As I was walking towards where Agro's cabana was, I saw and recognized the two guys that were with him the day he tried to kill me. So I kind of shivered, you know, I stopped in my tracks. I got scared. I mean, uh, I was really in my pants, I'll be honest with you. And uh, Agro noticed this, and uh, he came over, and he hugged me, and, and like there was nothing happened. He just told me, Joey, I told you nothing was going to happen, and nothing's going to happen. And I pointed to the two guys in the pool, and he says, don't worry about them, nothing's going to happen. Agro invited Joe to take a swim and told him to go inside and put on a suit. Joe went, unsure he would ever come out alive. And I got to Paulie Principi and Frank Russo's room, and they had a swimsuit there. And I took off all my clothes. I even took off my shirt, shorts and bent over in front of Jekyll so he could look at my ass to see if I didn't have a, a microphone. And I put the swimsuit on, and we walked back to the crowd by the pool, and he says in Italian, uh, Epoleto, which means he's clean. I mean, didn't think I understood Italian, I'm Italian. Joe got better and better at the con. With a surveillance camera in his club office, he nailed a dozen hoods, and even a local police chief accepting a payoff. The closer Joe got to bagging Tommy Agro, the more it turned him on. If I got a good tape on... on uh, one of the wise guys like Andy Ruggiano or Agro. You remember your first piece of ass, it was that good. Jackie had an accomplice, his cousin Joe Alonzo, a pal since childhood. But a rich mix of drugs and big bucks tore them apart. One night, a coked-up Alonzo came at his cousin with a small pistol. Well, I was sleeping on my stomach. And then the first shot, he must have went for my head, but uh, being... Well, messed up with the drugs. He, he went a little lower, hit me in the jaw. I woke up, uh, and I went back to sleep because I thought I broke my... I thought I, maybe I cracked my jaw in my sleep. And he hit me again in the back, but I still didn't know that I was shot because I thought it was bed bug in the house. Once I got up, I see him. I said, Cuz, what are you doing? He says, I love you. What are you shooting me for? With that, he shot me three more times. And I had him by the hair, but he got out of my hands. <laughs> Wives take center stage in most mobsters' households. When a made man gets married, he stays married. That is, until death do us part. When it comes to the women in their lives, mafiosi hold a double standard. You treated your wife, the mother of your kids, properly. You took care of your family. You respected her when you were in her presence. But uh, when you're out of her presence, you know, you, you fooled around. To prove his manhood, a mobster must have a gumbata, mafia slang for mistress. I, mean, I saw guys with girlfriends for years and years and years. I mean, they had double lives, so to speak. Um, they just came with the territory. We were out in clubs every night. We were high rollers. Uh, for some reason, we were attractive numbers to the girls. We always had women around us, and uh, they always wanted to party with us and be with us. And, you know, you see, when you like, she becomes your girlfriend for a while. 
One night of every week is special. On Saturdays, mobsters make a show to each other of being respectable. And that means going out with their wives. For mob associate Henry Hill, the arrangement could lead to complications. I'll say uh, Diana Ross was at the culprit, you know. Naturally, your girlfriend wanted to see it, you know, and your wife wanted to see it. But Saturday night was strictly for wives. You didn't go to the culprit with your girlfriend on a Saturday night. Yeah, that was a no-no. So that's what you did. I mean, it could be that he had three girlfriends. He had to see the show three times, you know. You found looks like on your collar or something, you know. Stack of 50s, they go shopping. <laughs> Fooling around with the wife of a superior is considered suicidal by soldiers and associates. But for senior members, a liaison with the wife of someone of lower rank carries far less risk. I remember a, um, a wiretap we had, and you hear one guy say to another guy, I want you to go to such and such a place, call me when you're leaving. Okay. About 20 minutes later, the, the guy gets a call and he says, I'm on my way out the door. He says, okay, now it should take you about four hours to get, you know, two hours down and two hours back. He says, yeah, I'll let you know when I get down there and I'm heading back. So about 15 minutes later, there's a call to the guy's apartment and you hear the guy say to the wife, did he leave? And she says, yeah. He says, I'll be right over. Don't even put any underwear on. So, the rules are broken quite a bit. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. And we're back with the Italian Radio Show brought to you by West Coast Italian Radio. Uh, and this is Tony Lestella, your host, if you're just tuning in with us. Uh, John Abate, my co-host today. You know, we've had a good time today. Again, I want to reiterate to everybody, we've been having like kind of fun with the show, fun with the mafia. Um, and, and I want to say, because we're making fun of it all. You know, we're making fun of, kind of like the Rat Pack, we make fun of everything, you know, uh, get people to lighten up a little bit. And no way, again, we want to reiterate, does this represent any, you know, of the main Italian-Americans? I mean, 99% of all of our people, Italians, Italian-Americans, are wonderful people, rich culture, and have contributed so much to our society, including the Sicilians, okay? This... Mafia represents like this one percent that has been so over sensationalized, uh, you know, in pop culture, movies and stuff that's unbelievable. 
And so, you know, we're kind of making fun of it today. Hopefully, it make a sign of a cross here. We're not going to offend anybody in the mafia that come looking for us. I hope they got a sense of humor about it like everybody else does. Um, so, John, John, I was thinking that, you know, we normally do our Italian phrases now. Right. But, you know, rather, since Marcia, you know, took the day off, she's out spending with her family since she just got back from Italy. Um, I thought, you know, instead of doing Italian phrases or Italian-American phrases, we do something related to today's topic. So what I did, and this is the only thing I did today that was out in the movies. Everything else we presented in today's show has been, you know, real news, a lot of archives, historical things from TV shows, clips, newspapers, radio, whatever. But today we're going to get back to the, uh, you know, something from, 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 from the motion picture industry just to have a little fun when we end the show here today. So we got 25 memorable quotes from Hollywood gangsters, okay? Um, and I mean, this is, gives you an idea why this stuff has been so popularized and sensationalized in our culture because of these type of things, you know, being a little over the top where they make these guys look like they're these romantic swashbuckling, uh, movie stars rather than the, you know, ruthless thugs and villains that they are, right? But let's anyway, we'll, we'll talk about these quotes right now. Most of these are related to the Italian mob. Few of them are not, but a lot of them, interestingly, still have Italian actors. Of course, the most famous one of all. What's the most famous one of all, John from The Godfather? Well, I can't. Um, come on, come on, come on. From The Godfather. Um, I'm going to make him an offer he can't he can refuse. refuse. Make him an offer he can't refuse. That's right. Okay, That's the most right. famous, and probably the second most famous one from The Godfather, leave the gun, take the cannolis. Okay? Take the cannolis, yeah. Leave the gun, so take the cannolis. Those are probably the two most famous of all time, okay? Um, now, this next one did not represent an, a, a, an Italian uh, mafia, mafia guy, but it was played by Al Pacino, you know, who's a yeah. great Italian actor. Of course, this is from Scarface. Uh, so you want to play rough? Okay, say hello to my little friend, okay? Hello to my little friend. Say hello yeah, to my yeah. little friend, right? Um, a few of these, uh, a few of these, I, I, I can't tell you that I remember myself, uh, but these are, again, from the, the list here. This one was from Al Capone, the movie Al Capone. Uh, this one, uh, well, uh, Robert De Niro uh, played Al Capone in the movie. Yes. The line is, you can get much further with a kind word and a gun than you can with just a kind word. Just with a kind word, that's okay. right. That's, so that's right. kind of fun, okay? Right. Another one from The Godfather that has become almost an iconic phrase. Again, show you how much the media has popularized this stuff. Uh, Michael Corleone, played by Al Pacino, says, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Closer, that's right. How so, many times do we hear that? Many, in, many you know, times. In, in, in business, you're in business, you know, yeah. today, okay? Hey, Tony, did you ever hear the one by uh, Robert De Niro in Taxi, where he said, you talking to me? You talking to me? Yeah. Well, I, tried one. With my yeah. Cat. I tried it with my cat, and I said, Charmy, you talking to me? You talking to me? The cat started scratching me. Can you believe that? All right, I'm going to move on down here, uh, because we only have a, a few minutes left. Uh, let's talk about Henry Hill from Goodfathers. Now, this, of course, was based yeah, on, a, yeah. on a true... Uh, the True Life of Henry Hill, they, which they dramatized. Um, great movie. Uh, Ray Liotta played Henry Hill, of course. One of the lines from the movie, every once in a while, I'd have to take a beating, but by then I didn't care. The way I saw it, everyone takes a beating sometimes. 
I, I mean, I kind of sure. remember the line, but I don't know if that would be the Every, one. Everybody takes a beating sometimes. Yeah, I think the one that would be more iconic. Yeah, the beginning of the movie, but he was a yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, though, that would seem to be more iconic from that movie would be, uh, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a gangster. Remember that Very line? Good. That's yeah. another one, yeah. All right. Uh, here's another one. This is from Bullet Tooth Tony. I, I have never seen this movie, but it's a pretty good line. And, and, and this kind of kind of could be applied to a lot of things today if you look at today's uh, political climate in Washington, D.C. You should never underestimate the predictability of stupidity. True. That's a pretty good one you have to say, huh? <laughs> True. All right. So uh, let me see here. Um, remember the movie Donnie Brasco, another really great Italian movie yeah. uh, starring Al Pacino, of course. Um Based again on a tr- on true events, okay. Um, and this one is something I do remember. This line, famous line from the movie: "When you send, f- when they send for you, you go in alive, you come out dead, and it's always your best friend that does it." That does it, yes. You know? that's right. And that's right. kind of scary, but I guess it's it's true. You think about that, you know. Um, another one uh, from a movie called Lefty. Uh, or I'm sorry, another quote from Donnie Brasco. Same character, Lefty, played by uh, Al Pacino. A wise guy is always right. Even when he's wrong, he's right. Yes, I remember that. Okay? Um, probably a, g- a good thing like that, you know. Um, Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale, okay. I uh, remember about the kid and the growing up in the Bronx and in, in the Italian neighborhood. There, yes, okay? I remember that, yes. Uh, uh, Calogero, Cal- Cal- the kid, says... Sonny had five fingers, but he only used three. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, yeah. you got to think of the three right. fingers, Sonny, though, the, 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 the bullhorn right. there, right? All right, let me see. We're going to do one more here, and then we're going to have to move on. Uh, we've already talked about that one. Let me see if I can find a good one for us to end on. Um, this is probably one that the mafia itself should take uh, should should take a, a, a lesson from because God knows they get caught a lot of times because they popularize things, you know, and they need to, yeah. you know, keep that low profile. This is from um, the movie um, L- Layer Cake by the character Gene. If you have to kill someone, never, ever tell a living soul. That makes a lot of sense. So there you go. And there you are, folks. We've given you uh, some of your favorite, your famous, uh, memorable quotes from the Hollywood gangster movies. I uh, just about time to end our show today. Um, we want to remind you that we're coming out with our great podcast, going to be starting here very shortly. Uh, Italian uh, Radio Italiano Lucerosa, Radio Italiano Lucerosa, basically uh, the Italian radio show after hours. Going to be a twenty-minute weekly televised podcast. You can watch on your computer, your mobile device, if you have the right thing, even on your TV. Be on a special network there. And uh, it's for 18 years and older. Um, and it's going to basically be where we're going to talk about one subject. You're going to get to see all of your favorite hosts here. You're going to see me, Marcia, John Abate, Fernando. All of our hosts are going to be on the show at one time or another. But each week we're going to pick one topic. And we're going to be very, very frank about how we feel about it. And we're not going to... You know, mince words, so to speak, uh, because we won't have the, you know, the uh, FAA breathing or the FFA breathing down our our, our backs on that, right? So make sure we, we, that you tune in for that. We'll let you know that's going to be coming up here within the next 30 days. 
Uh, John, thank you so much. I know that, you know, we've had a good time today on the show. You know, we got about one minute left. Anything you want to leave us with? Well, I just wanted to say that I appreciate having an opportunity to come in and talk about some of the things that are important that uh, you brought out. And uh, I would say to the audience, uh, bona fortuna. All right, folks, this is Tony Lestelli, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today to our show, the Italian Radio Show, brought to you by West Coast Italian Radio Network. Be sure you go to our website, wcir.biz. There's a link at the top of the page there. You can share today's show with all your friends, and you can go back to any of the show over the last six years in our archives. We've got many great shows there, many famous people we've had on shows. Um, thanks so much for listening. Next week, we're going to be back with a brand-new show, so make sure you tune in. Until then, God bless you all. A salute. <music>